0: Welcome to the Always Real Talk Public Health segment. Today, I'm so happy to have Stacy Stewart, the president and CEO of March of Dimes. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you so oh, much for being to with be us here. today. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. So, when we hear of March of Dimes, we think maternal health. A mm-hmm. lot of people don't know what maternal health is. Can yes. you, in a nutshell, just say what is maternal health? Right.
1: So, the March of Dimes is the leading organization, really fighting for the health of all moms and all babies. And we really look at the issue of moms, I would say women, before they're pregnant, uh, moms during pregnancy, the health of moms during pregnancy, and even the health of women after the baby has come. So when we look at maternal health, we're really looking at um, a sort of a life course continuum. We're looking at women's health throughout the process of them getting uh, to the point of conception through pregnancy successfully, and making sure that they're even healthy after the baby comes, which we know today in this country we have big issues with maternal mortality and morbidity.
0: Yeah, that's good to know. I don't think people think of it or conceptualize it like that. Right. So in terms of looking at maternal health, how does DC compare to the DC area compared to other regions, maybe even yeah. internationally? What does that look like? What is, what's What data telling us? Well, just let so me start nationally. What mm-hmm. we know about the issues of
1: maternal health as defined by these metrics of maternal mortality and morbidity. So women that die as a result of pregnancy and childbirth or come close to death. Mm -hmm. Nationally, we're not doing well in the US. So our rates, especially when you look at other developed, highly developed countries, very wealthy countries, our rates of maternal mortality have been increasing. In fact, have doubled Mm -hmm. over the past 25 years Mm -hmm. when just about every other highly developed nation's rates have been declining. And that's a real serious issue. And what we also know in the US is that um, our rates of, um, of maternal mortality morbidity are really, um, are really stark when it, when it comes down to the ethnic and racial breakdowns, right? So we know that in the U.S., Black women are Mm -hmm. far more likely to die, three to four times more likely to die as a result of pregnancy and childbirth. If you're a woman over 30, that rate goes up to, if you're a black woman over 30, Mm -hmm. compared to a white woman over 30, that rate goes to four to five times more likely, you're more likely to die as a result of pregnancy and childbirth. So we have some very serious issues, not only with the issue overall, but especially, it's especially true and a big challenge for women of color and especially African-American women.
0: Well, Stacey, say more about that. If you can talk about the social determinants of health, yeah. the structural racism, the implicit bias. What can we attribute to these health yes. inequities and these, these stark
1: disparities? Well, the CDC has really said a, a few things. One is that in most of these cases, about 60 percent of the cases of maternal death, they probably could have been avoided. They probably could have been avoided because, uh, and they probably occurred because of delayed or Mm misdiagnoses, because of um, uh, healthcare providers not really understanding or responding appropriately to symptoms as they may have been presented by uh, by a woman, especially an African American woman of color. Mm -hmm. So. We know that there are some systemic failures that are creating these challenges and are causing these problems in the first place. Um, what we also know though is that a lot of the challenges that we see with women who are getting pregnant today, we see a lot of women who are older mm-hmm. uh, getting pregnant, um, a lot of women who have maybe chronic health challenges that could yes. be complicating their pregnancies. So there are a lot of things that we have to do systemically from with policy change and the mm-hmm. way we this medicine, especially as it relates to pregnant women who may be older, who may have these chronic health challenges, yes. and there are a lot of things that women can do, right? We can we can do a lot more to protect our own health, to advocate for our own health, to get someone else to help advocate with us. Um, and so these are some of the things that we're looking at the March of Dimes is how can we help empower more women to manage their own health? How can we help them become better advocates for their own health? But how can we work with, work with healthcare providers Um, especially around the issue of implicit bias. So to the extent that black women are facing these challenges, more so than other women, especially white women, we've got to make sure that, and and it's especially true, black women, even if black women have higher income or higher educational levels, are often at higher risk of dying or so of the pre- pregnancy or childbirth or coming close to die
0: than even an uneducated white woman. Yes, so, that is not a protective factor, socioeconomic status, exactly. and race really appears to be the risk factor.
1: When you peel back the onion of all of the yes. different factors that you could potentially look at, we've looked at the issue of income, education, access to health care, and what is what is left is that this is a black woman um, who may have all those things and all those resources available to her still being at higher risk of, of dying. Um, or coming close to death. And so what we know is that there is potentially a significant amount of implicit bias, of racism, of discrimination in the healthcare system. This should be no surprise to a lot of us. Yes. (laughs) Um, But it is true that it shows up and has a real impact on the lives of women, especially black women. And we at the March of Dimes are doing everything we can to address that implicit bias with training and resources to our healthcare partners, hospital partners and others to make sure that that any implicit bias, which we all have implicit bias sure. about something, mm-hmm. but what we cannot tolerate is when implicit bias stands in the way of quality healthcare, for all women especially women of color
0: exactly and stacy that's a great point because i don't know if people really know that you all work and do training to really you know help providers to address and identify their own implicit bias because it, as you said it's very well could be life-threatening absolutely we've just uh, are just in the process of launching
1: an implicit bias program oh, that wow. will offer in-person training to hospital providers and healthcare providers and physicians and nurses, um, as well as an e-learning platform because we want to make sure it's a it's a Accessible. It's as available yes. as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it uh, can uh, also count towards continuing education credits and That's things like fabulous. that. That's um, So we want to make sure that it's available as broadly as possible. Yes. Um, so the March Dimes, we're, we've been working on this for over a year. Uh, we're happy to have it launching in, uh, in April. Excellent. i uh, looking forward to being able to educate more and more healthcare providers to help sh- make sure that they are appropriately trained yes. and prepared to deal with a diverse population base and especially are able to respond to the needs of women of color, African American women, Mm -hmm. especially pregnant women who may be facing certain threats to to even their lives. I want you
0: to come back and talk to us about that data. I would love to hear what the outcomes are for that. That sounds like it's gonna be a fabulous initiative. Absolutely. So next month, as you know, is the third annual Black Maternal Health Week. Yes. And so talk to me about how important and how significant that is because we saw high profile cases such as Serena Williams, you know, advocating for herself, obviously having access to all kinds of resources, but she almost lost her life.
1: And it's not just Serena, it's right. Beyonce, Beyonce, uh, I mean, other women who have been talking about this issue, Yes, Allison Felix, an Olympian. So what's really shocking to a lot of people is, well, how does it happen to Alison Felix and uh, a Serena Williams exactly. who, um, who are, you know, world-class athletes, exactly. Olympians. Who have access to every kind of resource possible? Absolutely, um, but yet they still are facing these kinds of challenges. What's we'll, the common denominator? We'll look at their experiences. Yes. both of them really talk about the fact that they were uh, advocating for themselves, demanding this kind of healthcare, and felt ignored yes. or not responded to in the way they needed to, and had to actually demand a certain kind of treatment from healthcare providers. Well. Women no woman should ever have to get to the point of having to demand a certain kind of treatment when a woman says she's having problems She knows her own body and she knows what kind of care that she might need We need health care providers who can listen so imagine if it happens to them What happens to many of us (laughs) average everyday exactly and what what might happen to us if we present um, in a an ER and have uh, Some kind of health crisis that we feel needs to be addressed every woman every person in this country deserves access to the highest quality healthcare available. And that should be irrespective of anyone's income, irrespective of the kind of insurance you have. You know, most of the, I won't say most, but Mm -hmm. almost half of all the births in this country are covered by Medicaid. Mm -hmm. And, um, And half of the births are babies of color. Right. So we are the ones who are showing up pregnant, delivering babies every single day. If the healthcare system is not prepared and able to respond to our needs. Or willing. Or willing, mm-hmm. then we have to make sure that we uh, create the right policies that mm-hmm. should be in place. We need to make sure the right kinds of uh, responses are available to us from our healthcare providers that will make sure that our babies are healthy and that we're healthy.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So in the future, what can we expect for mommies and babies from the March of Dimes? Well, there's a lot of things.
1: Um, You know, we we have a lot of uh, work that we're doing, um, especially, and you mentioned Black Maternal Health Week, which we just want to applaud um, Black Mamas Matter Alliance and a lot of (laughs) other organizations that really launched this. We feel like we're a strong ally with all of them. Um, Looking at the issues of Black Maternal Health, we were uh, at the beginning of helping to support the Black Maternal Health Caucus with uh, members of Congress like Lauren Underwood and Alma Adams, uh, members of Congress who helped get uh, the Black Maternal Health Caucus launched on the Hill. You know, uh, there's a momnibus set of uh, various, about 10 pieces of legislation that Mm -hmm. have been uh, introduced in the House that we are strong supporters of that do all kinds of things to expand Medicaid coverage, to uh, make sure that uh, Medicaid coverage for a woman who actually is able to get on Medicaid, that she doesn't get dropped 60 days after delivering the baby. We've gotta make sure we extend Medicaid coverage at least a year postpartum. Um, We need to make sure that there are um, resources available for all this implicit bias training at the march times we also do other kinds of programs like our supportive pregnancy programs Mm -hmm. which are group prenatal care programs which are really designed to help uh, support women through pregnancy to give them a support network and a support system Mm -hmm. so that it alleviates a lot of the anxiety and stress that so many in isolation that so many women often feel Mm -hmm. and that could impact birth outcomes Our supported pregnancy program is an evidence-based program that's been proven to actually reduce the risk of premature birth and help save mom's lives as well. So there are a lot of things that we're doing at the March of Dimes. Um, You know, we're in the midst of a coronavirus pandemic right now. Um, We've got our COVID-19 mom and baby um, support and intervention fund that is launched on our website to make sure we have the resources to help mothers through this pandemic and make sure that they can deliver their babies successfully and healthy. Um, and so there's a lot that the March Times is doing. It's been just you know my pleasure and my honor to lead this organization and uh, to keep us on the forefront of making sure that we can continue to fight for the health of all moms and babies
0: excellent sounds like you guys have so many things that are going on very comprehensive very robust I thought I knew a lot about March about the March of Dons but a lot of things I'm learning from you today so that's awesome yeah well we have a lot of great partners here. we can't do this without
1: the public support and sure. we can't do it without you know all the partners that we work with um, we don't do it alone we've got a lot of folks in this fight but we we need more we Absolutely. need to make sure that the maternal and infant health crisis that this country is facing, even pre-pandemic. Yes. That we, when when we ever get back to this place of, of normal, <laughs> normalcy, normalcy <yeah. laughs> we don't. What we worry about is that we'll still find ourselves in this crisis of moms and babies. We'll still find ourselves as this country that is the most dangerous developed nation in the world in which to give birth, and that again is was the case pre-pandemic. It will likely be the case even after the pandemic go- goes. So this work is going to continue. Through COVID nineteen, yes. <laughs> After COVID nineteen, this is the work that we're um, we're in for the long
0: haul, yeah. and we need
1: everyone's support.
0: And the goal is to not lose footing because of COVID nineteen. Absolutely, to stand, you know, stay the ground, stay Absolutely. the ground. Yeah,
1: you know. And if there's a silver lining, maybe this pandemic will teach us some things about our public healthcare system. Absolutely, the weaknesses, the failures of the public health system how we need a strong public health care system to protect all of us, how to make sure that we all have have access to the highest quality care. I mean, the fact that we could see so many deaths because of the failures of our public health system to deliver for us, despite the best efforts of so many people, Mm -hmm. so many hardworking health care professionals, so many hardworking elected officials who are trying to do their best, governors and others who are working so hard right now, um the 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 weaknesses in the system that have been revealed
0: are glaring They're are glaring
1: and we will need to do a lot to uh, rethink how we deliver on not just health care in the system but how we make sure there's a public health care system that is there to protect all of us absolutely even the youngest among us even the most vulnerable among us and that includes our elderly our seniors um, i have an elderly mother a senior mom who's uh, at home like a lot of us do You know, I don't want to have to worry about her health every day. And I don't want, more importantly, I don't want her and other seniors to have to worry about their health. But we at the March Times certainly don't want pregnant women to have to be so concerned about what is going on today and every day. Uh, that it even impacts their ability to deliver their baby uh, safely and in in the healthiest way possible. So we have a lot of work to do with March Nimes and we'll continue to do that work um, over the long haul.
0: And in this country to really solidify a robust public health infrastructure that really is about prevention and really about preventing um, harm and distress to communities and populations.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the things that we see around the maternal mortality morbidity challenges that we've been facing is that we have to move more upstream. Absolutely, we've got to get upstream. upstream. Yes. And and what we know is that um, it's not just what happens in the doctor's office. About 80% of all of our health mm-hmm. is really determined in how we live, in where we live, in the environmental factors um, that we confront or have to uh, face every single day. The
0: social determinants of health that are directly drive our quality of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: So. It's our income instability, our food insecurity, access to green space, access to green mm-hmm. space, healthy, clean air, yes, clean water. Yes. All those things really do have an impact on our health. And um, what happens in the doctor's office is certainly very important, mm-hmm. but it's, ha- it's actually how we live every single day and the support systems we have to ensure that we can live in healthy, safe environments, mm-hmm. with clean, safe, healthy food, uh, without access to or without uh, the fear of uh, community violence, domestic violence. These are all the challenges that women face every day, communities face every day, we all face every day. But at the March times what we're looking at is what are the factors and the social determinants as you've mentioned, mm-hmm. what are those factors that are influencing outcomes for moms and babies that we need to be addressing and how do we deal with that in a more systemic and holistic way by uh, looking at our public health care system and how it integrates not just health care providers but others as well, transportation providers, um, those that would have access, uh, give us access to uh, health safety food Absolutely. Um, and food service providers and, and things like that. So. Our work at a local level and at a national level is trying to be uh, look at a much more collective approach to health. Um, our collective impact approach is really around bringing all those partners together because, in some way, all those partners around local health, uh, local and state health officials, um, and a whole range of other, uh, other other folks that deal with our public systems actually do influence our health and how we live, and we need to involve them in the conversation around maternal health and infant health as well.
0: Absolutely, no man or woman is an island, so absolutely, absolutely. yes. Well, thank you so much, Stacy. This has been wonderful. I could just talk to you for hours. I know. Um, but I've absolutely <laughs> thank loved you so it, much. enjoyed it, and I've learned so much. Thank you. It's really great, thank, thank you. Thank you for coming on today. Thanks. Thanks.